It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is Debbie Kiever. I'm here with Laura Pereno, and we are excited to kick off the month of September. So, Laura, we have a great title for this coming month. We're calling it The Do-Overs. Yep. It's a great title for September, especially. And we have a great story as to why this <laughs> title came about. So keep listening because it's going to come in this podcast. But over this month, we're real excited. We have two podcasts that Laura and I are going to be sharing uh, on this topic of do-overs. And we have two special guests, uh, week two and week four, who are going to be joining us to talk about an amazing story of how God did something over in their own lives. So we have a lot planned for this month. We're so glad that you are here listening and um, taking this journey with us. I started thinking, Laura, about this word do-over. I, you know, sometimes you think you understand a word and you decide to just check it out in the dictionary. And Webster's Dictionary says that a do-over is a new attempt or an opportunity to do something a previous attempt had been unsuccessful or unsatisfactory. I keep thinking about September for me, growing up as a child in elementary school, the best thing about September was I got to do over a backpack and a new lunchbox, especially those old metal ones in elementary school. Yes, yes. They were pretty nasty, but they were pretty cool. You know, we look at them now as nasty, but back then they were pretty exciting. Um, as I got into high school, I definitely had to do over physical fitness as I trained for sports. And I also had to do over some study habits, you know, mm-hmm. as I was getting in college. That was a big do over, right? That had, everything seemed to have to change by the time I went mm-hmm. to college. Maybe as a new friend group that I needed to pick for different seasons of my life. And that's when I think of September. I think of all the different do overs that had to deal with school. Absolutely. I I feel the same, Debbie. I remember just getting so excited for all of those do-overs too, which is funny because when we think about the word do-over, the definition you gave just now, our first response may not be a response of excitement, but there is a, a new season ahead when September rolls around and we do get excited about new things. But we're talking about do-overs this year. I think that we have found ourselves in a very different place because if there's ever been a September where there have been significant do-overs, you know, it would be this season that we find ourselves in. Uh, our schools are going back looking differently than they they did last September when people went in and had a do-over. And I would have to say that while the lunchbox and the new shoes and all of those things that I used to get excited about with the do-over, they're kind of taking a back seat to oh, the, sure. the real significant do-over. I mean, kids are wondering if they're going back to the classroom or not, and parents are wondering what's going to happen with their children. So everything about September this year is being reevaluated, um, rethought in order to have a do-over that works for this season for the time that we find ourselves in. In fact, you can even say the same thing about businesses, Deb, because businesses are starting up September, uh, still many of them not even meeting together in the building they've always been in. It's like there are do-overs almost in every single area of our lives that we find ourselves in today. I mean, some of the some of the do-overs are kind of silly. Remember some of the hairstyles? 
that yes. <laughs> there are some hairstyles, particularly in the 80s, that should never return. But you would do your hair, and then it didn't look right, and you did it all over again. That was the high school years. Um, maybe it was a recipe that totally flopped. And so you're going to try to do it again, and you're going to pay a little more attention this time. Yes. Perhaps measure where you're supposed to measure. <laughs> Those are the kind of silly things. But I, I also think about, you know, I, I raised two boys, and sometimes I would tell my oldest child, you're like the guinea pig. I've never mm. done this before. And mm. so I'm, you know, I can read, I can pray, but honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and you're the guinea pig. You're the first teenager I ever had. Right. And when it came to child number two, my second son, there were things that I did over in a different way because right. I had learned what worked, what didn't work with my first son. That's right. I think that's a key word right there, Debbie, is learn. Yes. Right? We, we learn from the first time we go through things so that when we go into a do-over, we do it differently quite often the second time. I think when we have the opportunity to have a do-over like you're talking about with your kids or we're talking about with school, you, you want to take what worked and then incorporate the new way to do what didn't work in order to get to the season that we're in. I find it funny, uh, Deb, you and I always go back to the fact that we were college roommates. And yep. that was in what, 1986, 87, something yep. around yep. that time. And I think if those of us who were also in college around that time who may be listening uh, would think back, there was a major do-over in my life and maybe in everyone's life on how we completed assignments. And I remember when I was in college, and maybe you do too, that we had hours in front of a typewriter for typewriting mm -hmm. class. And when you did something wrong or when it didn't go right and you had to do your paper over, right? We had to pull it out, we had to crumple it up, and we had to throw it away. If something was not done correctly, it, w it was a lost cause. Right. There was no going back. The do-over was, it's finished, you have to start all the way over from the very beginning of the project again. And uh, when I went to college, I'll never forget the first time somebody took me into something called a computer lab. What was that? And there was, I, don't even, I didn't even know. But then when I got in there and they said, this is a word processor. And I was afraid of it. I didn't even trust the do-over because now I was finding out that when I actually typed my paper into this other source where I couldn't see the paper anymore, you know, right. that I had to trust that this machine was going to keep everything that I was typing uh, in line. And then when I made a mistake, all I had to do was go back and have a do-over at the actual place where the mistake was made, right? The do-over looked different every time I did a paper then versus when I was in high school. And think about it now, you can backspace delete you can totally delete a page and yeah. then you hit that little button that lets you undo what you just did exactly and now your exactly whole page, now your whole page is there again exactly so you have the opportunity to do over your do-over i mean right. it's just it's just amazing how that's changed but as we were thinking about uh this month being the the season of do-overs for us with this podcast it just kept striking me thinking about this kind of example that our do-overs in life should look different the closer that we are to Jesus Christ and the more we have grown in him. You know, we can look back at maybe uh, maybe 10 years ago on our, on our radar, the way we would experience something and, and have a do-over at that time maybe made us feel like we needed to take the whole thing and, and just 
you know, crumple it up and, and throw it in the trash and move on. Versus you get to the point with the Lord where your, your do-overs are starting to look more like, well, I just need to delete that page. Right. You know, and then Lord willing, your next do-over is, well, maybe that paragraph didn't work right, or I'm going to put it someplace else. The more that we grow, the more that we learn about the Lord, the more we go through the process that he has is taking us through, I think our, our do-overs are going to look different every time. We don't want our do-overs to look the same, mm-hmm. right? That means that we're not getting anywhere not with learning. these do-overs, right? Yeah. We're just, it's more like a, a gerbil wheel, just spinning <laughs> rather than doing over. And really, if you look back to your definition, you know, do-over is a change of something that wasn't satisfactory in the beginning. So why would we want to just keep going back to what was not satisfactory when we have the opportunity to take it to the next level and the next level with him? Well, we would love to share with you why this title of do-over is so, where it came from for this month of September. Because as much as we have all this fabulous editing equipment now and backspacing and, you know, all those programs, sometimes you miss... Um, opportunities to do something over and that's a hard way to learn so (laughs) we just want to help our listeners understand exactly how this podcast is recorded Laura is in Tennessee and I am in Newark Delaware and so we're not sitting together we're actually recording this on a zoom platform and then it creates a movie file and then I am the editor I take (laughs) I take the responsibility for the story I'm telling you. I am the editor responsible for uh, making sure that the final video, the audio that goes out is the finished product. And I missed it one day. So it's not uncommon for us to have a redo of the beginning of a podcast. You know, why would you redo it? Maybe um, like you're, there's some kind of noise. It seems like the first couple times we tried to do podcasts, that's when the lawn guy came. So yes. you, can, you can hear it really, really loud because we're, fil- yes. you know, we're filming in our house. It's not like it's a studio. So there's a lot of technology issues that can happen. Well, on this particular day, we are filming this and we're about a couple minutes, minutes into it. And I just have a brain moment where I forget. I just was, I just couldn't get the words coming out right. And so I said to Laura on this Zoom screen, oh, Laura, I just farted. I just had a brain fart. And I, and this is what I said. And I said, we need to redo that. And then we began talking about it for another couple minutes. And then you, what you do on this program is you save the file. And then we started again. We, and we picked up right where. Uh, right where I had the brain fart, right? So as I went and edited this particular day, this was, by the way, the day of my testimony, which is about how God set me free of performance issues and perfectionism. So now wrap your brain around what I'm about to tell you. I gave our social media um, editor a finished file, audio file, with that beginning piece with the words, it sounded like this, Laura, I just farted <laughs> and there's a pause. I just had a brain fart and then there's lots of laughter. And and then after another minute or two of us talking, it goes right into the podcast about my issues before with performance and perfectionism. So how embarrassing is it for me to find out a day later 
that I missed this edit. Well, the way I found out, a woman reached out directly to me and she said, I listened to your podcast and I really would love to connect with you. So I said, wonderful. So we are on a Zoom meeting together and she starts in about, Debbie, you said this, the word fart on your <laughs> podcast. And she said, it just struck me. This woman has a lot of confidence. And, and God said, you need to reach out to her because she's being very transparent. Well, meanwhile, I'm looking at her face going, you heard the word fart? Oh, my <laughs> word. I, for, I totally missed that edit. So while I was on the meeting with her, I called our social media guy and said, take it down. Take it down. <laughs> so if you are among the 40 people who downloaded that particular podcast called Losing Myself, which was my personal testimony, and you got to hear those unedited, the unedited version, count yourself lucky. <laughs> so anyhow, I, I, I look at that as such an embarrassment but I have to laugh because the old me, that would have devastated me, mm. right? The new me is still like, wow, I wish it didn't happen. Mm. Um, however, God still moved through it, and I'll be sharing that with you in just a second. Amen. You know, I think it's, I think it's funny because think about that strong emotion that you felt, Deb, when you were on that conversation with her, and all of a sudden you realized that something had gone wrong right? That there was a do-over that hadn't been caught and the embarrassment that you felt about that and the, the action that you had to take in order to fix that um, so quickly. I think that sometimes, or it's just true, and sometimes when we come to these places where we have do-overs, we, we tend to want to hide those things, right? We want to hide those things. We don't want to speak them out. Uh, when God allows us to walk into a place where, again, going back to your original definition, the story that you have been walking is not un is not satisfactory, right? And it's not where he would have you. And you are being led to a place where you are going to do it over, which praise God, he allows for all of these do-overs, right? But we come to a place where we are going to experience some really strong emotions. We can feel shame embarrassment like you did we can feel discouraged because we can think you know what it's just never going to work out i i'm no good at this how could i have messed up this time how could i have walked this path that wasn't satisfactory when i my desire is to walk according to god's word you know you're say you said something key there you said sometimes uh the do-overs where you want to keep it secret right there are certain do-overs that i mean god is just kind and he lets us catch on to it before it goes public, unlike yeah. my do-over, yeah. <laughs> right? But I think of one do-over with podcasting that, uh, we have a clip, maybe we'll share it with our listeners, <laughs> but but please share about the cat, because that was hilarious. They, well, and think, they haven't seen it, right? Because exactly. we edited that out. Exactly. I think the one clip that Deb's talking about, uh, I try to put all of my cats away before we tape a podcast. I have three cats. And if they're not away, they're usually sleeping. But I do have one cat um, named Tortilla, and she loves to sit on my lap. And so when we are taping, we also have on uh, earphones that have uh, a cord attached to our, our computer, and we have another cord attached to a speaker. And Tortilla decided in the middle of this podcast taping that she wanted to sit on my lap. And so as I'm trying to speak about something, I, I don't even remember what it was now. Oh, it was uh, the fear of man and how it chokes you. <laughs> That's right. 
the fear of man is a snare around your neck. That's right. That's right. That's right. So while we're speaking about this, this proverb, um, tortilla about, came up and she, yeah, about about, about being, being choked. choked. Um, she came up and grabbed the cord that was attached <laughs> to my earplugs, and uh, literally started taking me down and um and i kept trying to move her paw away from the cord so that as she grabbed onto the cord my head was going further and further down the screen and the more that i tried to move her arm she bit me she continued to bite me and so i finally got to the place where i had to tell debbie just keep rolling i'd take my headsets off and at this point honestly debbie was laughing so hard that there was nothing we could do we had to have a do-over now i think that's hysterical and honestly if you get to see the clip you will think it's pretty hysterical too because you can see what happens to a woman in the middle of a panic situation when she knows things are not going in a satisfactory way right and there's going to have to be some kind of a do-over but i think back debbie also you know, you just said God still moves in spite of our do-overs oh, or does. our strong emotions. Think back to all of the times where we have had to do over a podcast. And this is a, a minimal thing like the cat. Those are the ones that we remember the most. For sure. You know, the times where we have had to say, boy, that was a fail. And we had to correct <laughs> it in a different way and go a different direction. You talk about strong emotions that go into these do-overs. I remember when that, that was over and I closed my computer that day. I, I thought, why didn't I just put the cats away? You right. know, I have a room for each one of them to go. Before I knew I was doing something important, I knew I could have avoided this situation. I didn't have to fall into this trap. Why didn't I just put the cats away? We often can find ourselves experiencing regret, right? Oh, but yeah. these strong emotions, God moves in them because he says, instead of living in a place of regret, let it sh let it shape you let it change you i want to use this for my glory um and i am going to move in the places where you have your most significant do-overs and those small significant insignificant we might think do-overs every day you know we spoke back in the month of july about that word zoom how god zooms in and he zooms out his bigger mm. perspective now here is an example of that in with this do-over the gal that called me that reached out specifically because of my transparency right <laughs> i didn't know i was being so transparent but that was that was actually what drew her to me we have a friendship that has kicked off she has joined the online bible study that i teach and she's growing god is using that those friendships in that bible study to do a deep deep work of just encouraging her in her own walk with the lord we're not in the same state. We didn't know each other before, but look how God used something that I could look at as a fail, yep. right? And in his perspective, he is zooming out saying, I need to, I need to connect these two women and yep. this is how I'm going to do it. Now, that being said, I learned an important lesson and I now, when I, when we're recording this, if we need to redo a part, I have a big highlighter. And I like make a big X right, yes. right where on our notes where I need to redo something. So I have learned how to be more efficient, how to cover my bases a little bit better. Um, but that's something I had to learn because I had to do it over. I think of in our lives, spiritually, the greatest do-over that has ever taken place for the believer is that place where we accepted Christ as our Savior. Let me read to you from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. 
It says, now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, mm -hmm. that's salvation, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Mm -hmm. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Talk about an edited button there. Mm. Enfolded into Christ, right? That that terminology. It's really that point where you accepted Jesus as your Savior, and you think about what was the mistake, what was the place that was the point of failure. It was that sin in our lives that was keeping us, blocking us, preventing us from having a relationship personally with our Creator, and we can't fix it. There is no like white out. There is no backspace possible for getting rid of those sins except for receiving the forgiveness that's offered because of Jesus's death on our on the cross and right at that point when we make our faith we put our trust in him we believe him as our savior and invite him to be lord of our lives we follow him he comes into our lives as the person of the holy spirit he inhabits the believer. Amen. And so much changes in that moment, Debbie. You know, when God says we become a new creation, that means that we put away, we put aside our old identity, like it no longer exists. Our old life of sin and the power that the, the enemy that Satan has had over us, right? It is completely broken. Some of those things that even uh, we put aside, and, and it's a process, right? But, mm -hmm. but we have the opportunity to stop trying to please God on our own. We've already pleased him because of what Jesus did and our standing in Christ. Um, we also, you know, the things that we used to be connected to in our relationship to the world or the old mindsets that we have, all of these things are, are nailed to the cross, right? And we have the opportunity, like you said, our life before was not satisfactory. We're not walking in Christ. We have the opportunity to put all of these things that have held us down for so long, all those things we tried to do on our own, we've had the opportunity to put them away. And I love that word right there in, uh, in verse 17 that says, if anyone is enfolded into Christ. It's beautiful. We are, it is. It really is. When we are enfolded into Christ, you think about, talk about recipes. You think about recipes. I make bread now. When you, when you make bread, you, there is a folding, a pulling and a folding process that goes into making bread. And why is that? It's so that all of the pieces work together so that that new thing that is being created is is going to be used for the purpose it was used for. So there's an enfolding and everything that was was not according to the standards of God is is gone, right? We have the opportunity to start all over. We're not just um, reformed or or even refreshed, right? It's this completely new that comes with our relationship with Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. There's a, a, a word that is uh, thrown around in churches, right? It's a real important word. It's called sanctification. And I'd just like to take a moment to share. There's two aspects of sanctification. Basically, what it means is it's that act of of separating from evil, stepping away from what's evil, being dedicated to God. It's like stepping away from what's wrong and towards a life of holiness. And that initial sanctification, like you just described it, took place when you accepted Christ. You're made new. But I don't know about you. The day that I accepted Christ was not the end of me having issues 
with struggling with sinful areas in my yeah. life. So there's that initial sanctification. And then every day that I walk out, I need to be making a decision to step away from what's wrong, step towards what is holy, being more like Christ, having a heart more like Christ, day by day by day. And that's one reason why we came up with this idea of daily do-over. Yep. It's a daily surrendering my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's saying, Holy Spirit, as I walk through my life with you now, as you reside in me, take a look at what I'm saying, what I'm doing, how I'm spending my money, how I'm treating people, what I'm putting my priorities on. It is a daily choice that I make to to be sanctified, to separate myself. And that is my daily do-over because maybe over the past week, I wasn't speaking with gentleness to my spouse. I need to do that over today. No excuses. Like today's the day the Holy Spirit's saying, be gentle, be kind in the way you speak. Amen. And even when you think about the fact that it's a daily do-over, there is no place in the Word of God that says before we reach eternity that we will not have to experience daily do-over anymore. That's right. And I think that also gives us a real uh, spirit of freedom or um, peace when we think about the grace that God continues to extend to us, that when we do fall short and we have to have a do-over, um, we can actually just thank God for his grace and his mercy in that and not condemn ourselves because we still have not gotten it all the way right. Like the Bible tells us, we are not going to get it all the way right. You know, there's just a real, uh, a real uh, freedom in that, that we don't have to be condemned. And you know, when you tend to look at other people who look like they do nothing wrong, you need to know that they That's are, right. either they have lived a consistent life of daily do-overs and they are making fewer bad choices yep. right there is that but there's also some people just hide it better but until we reach heaven everybody everybody's still making mistakes everybody's right. still sinning and has to still reckon with the fact that they're not where they need to be so if you're the enemy's trying to point out somebody who quote looks perfect I mean have they photoshopped their life what they're presenting <laughs> you know on the on social media yep Absolutely. And I think it's also important to remember, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, it's just a, a, one of my favorite. I always say that I have my top 10,000 favorite scriptures, and this <laughs> is definitely one of them, Romans 12. Um, but it is important for us not to compare. And if we think about the person who wrote Romans 12 inspired by the Holy, Holy Spirit, right, it was, it was Paul. And Paul was certainly somebody that anyone in that time uh, period could have looked at him and said, well, he's got it all together, right? He used to be this way, but now, wow, he is this way. He is the one I want to be like. But Paul on his own says uh, in the scripture, man, I got nothing, right? I, I had all these accolades before, but without Christ, I'm still nothing. And so he would be the first one to say, look what he says in Romans 12. He's saying you're constantly having to surrender yourself, which is what he did. He says, beloved friends, what should our proper response to God's marvelous, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness experiencing all that delights his heart for this becomes your genuine expression of worship man that's that's huge that's huge in verse two he says stop 
stop, right? This is the do-over part. What you used to do, stop imitating, stop trying to be like the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the, the Holy Spirit through a total reformation or reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Right there is a daily do-over, right? This is every day. We are to stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. I would even say, you know, during that time when, when you have that time with God every day that is so important where we read the word and where we pray and, and maybe journal, whatever your, your time looks like, to ask God, right? What's the Bible say? David said, search me and know my heart. God, show me what I need to stop that I'm imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. And then I want to have my mind transformed the way I think I want it to be lined up with the way you think. So many times, even when we come into these, uh, into these do-overs, Debbie, like we were going back to the strong emotion words, it's easy for us to say, well, I'm a failure. You know, you and I could have said, well, forget it. We're never going to be able to do a podcast, right? Forget it. It's just not going to work. Instead of, instead of lining ourselves up with a lie, we have to transform our minds to say no. Like that was, that was a fail, right? But, and I'm talking about the cat. I, God used your story for, for good and glory and praise God for that. But, uh, that, that was a fail. I should have put that cat away. Why didn't I put that cat away? Because but it really instead, is funny. It's a funny, exactly. funny, funny clip. <laughs> right. Right. It is. It's, it's great. But God also is like, no, think about it the way I see it. Do I see that as a fail or do I see it as a funny clip that I can use for my glory? Right. right. Every single day, God, what can I do over today? Show me the places where I need to take my mind out of being aligned with the world and lining it up with you. What is my daily do over for today? You know, the enemy would tell you that you are a failure as opposed to that moment failed. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference. There's an identity exactly. piece versus a performance piece. Exactly. I remember, I remember, you know, my comment to this uh, gal that I talked to, uh, my new friend, right? Yeah. I looked at her and I said, I saw what God was doing in her life. And I said, look, if you are the, if you were the only reason for that taking place, you, it was a hundred percent worth it, mm. right? Because of what God has love, he's pursued you in such a spectacular way. I said, you are worth it. But it's coming from a place of recognizing I'm not failing. I just learned the hard way about an editing, you know, an editing yeah. tool. So the enemy, a, a big profound truth to state is a do-over is not a failure. That's where God wants to speak the truth into you. Is it a shining moment? No. But is it the end of the is it the end of everything? Not at all. I will tell you that when I was talking with her and I realized that this was airing live, um, and I called uh, our social media guy, I called my son. That's who does it. I, I asked him to pull it down right away because, from a professional standpoint, you would like to not have that flying around everywhere. But on the other on the other hand, I thought this is just. This is a classic move. This is such a classic move. And God, you will make, you will get a lot of mileage out of this. When I talked to her, though, I heard this voice in my head that said, I told you, you are not cut out for podcasts. 
you mm. really embarrass yourself. Mm. And I, I recognized right away, Laura, where that was coming from. Um, that is not coming from the Lord. That was coming from the enemy, trying to hit on a weak spot, trying to hit on something that was a vulnerable place before mm. for me. And immediately I heard the Holy Spirit say loud and clear, mm. remember this aired on the very podcast where you mm. declared that you were no longer bound by people's opinion. Mm. And that you were set free of having to be perfect and a performance trap, which, by the way, it's the same podcast that your cat attacked you. <laughs> right? That's right. So for whatever reason, you got away with it, right? And I did not. <laughs> but, but God, he's telling me, Debbie, you're not a failure because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, do-overs, um, God uses them to refine us, Deb. And as we've been, uh, you know, joking around about, uh, you know, a cat or, or things that have been spoken, maybe that we at that moment wish we hadn't said when we heard that they were said, I think it is important to remember that um, sometimes our do-overs are uh, really life-changing, significant events. Sure. Right? It's not just that it's something that we've experienced that we might look back and say, well, that wasn't satisfactory. You know, it's something that has impacted another person or it has uh, impacted our lives in a very real and deep way. Um, but the the truth of the gospel is that whether you look back at where you've been or where you are and you find yourself in a place of, of sin or a place where you really never expected to be, right? Uh, I remember even when my dad passed away, I I just fell off the planet, Deb. And I remember uh, for seven weeks, not really talking to anybody and not being a mom and not being a wife. Like I look back at that season and I wish, I regret that I had, I did it that way. And yet God used that season, that deep grief that I could not get myself out of. um, He used that season to refine me. And I think it's important to remember that regardless of what we look back at and think um, we could possibly never do over again, and there's no hope for where we've been, um, God always has a place for us to move forward in, whether it is something as simple as a cat choking you or something as deep as a life-changing event that you wish you had walked out differently. Um, We make choices right? And sometimes those choices have to have consequences, but we can be free and learn from it and be refined to be more and more like him. You know, God uses do-overs, whether it is a a small thing we might think or a big thing in our lives, um, not only to refine us, but to like to expound on that. It's to take areas in our, in our flesh, in our lives that keep us from experiencing the abundant life that God has for us. He wants to take those away. And so I needed at that season to learn how to be victorious over going too far into grief where I couldn't get out. You know, he refined me in that season. Others of us, we might have testimonies where we have walked a hard, hard road and God used the do-over so that we don't go back that way again, right? He is, is strengthening us and refining us. In this season, we learn how to hear his voice, right? We have a, a clearer, a new ability to hear his voice. 
and also in how to handle the word of God. I came out of that season when my dad passed away with a new passion to dig into the word of God and find out more about him. I am a stronger woman today in the Lord than I was before my dad passed. Of course, I, I would love to still have him here with us, but I am a stronger person. I have been refined because of the life-changing, very significant, painful, serious, painful experience that I went through. And I also have really, um, I remember shortly after that, I was able to teach a Bible study on the, the armor of God. And that if we are not guarded up every day, suited up in what he has for us with the truth and his righteousness and our sword and our shield of faith, right, we are going to fall flat again. But the, the significant experience that we come out of teaches us in a new way that he is Lord. And that when we come before him and before the enemy clothed in that armor, we are going to be able to stand, which is exactly what Paul told us in Ephesians 6. So do-overs refine us. They give us a stronger standing and we become that uh, visible picture of the new creation that's happening on the inside uh, is shown on the outside, regardless of what our do-over is, how far deep we were or, or how far we've come. You know, one final point, which I I just smile at this, do-overs make you real. Yep. You are a real person, and yep. you are able to teach about a real God who meets a real person in a real world. Yep. And and you, as embarrassing as those moments are, I think there's a lot of listeners that are like, wow, I'm glad that this podcast is not always smooth, yeah. right? Look how natural, look how natural yeah. they seem to speak together. And a I, I thought came to me... Um, with all the times, I think every podcast that we have uh, taped has had do-overs, except for this one. <laughs> this is true. How ironic. That is true. Yes, we, you're right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it through this whole podcast without a do-over. <laughs> so that's a first. But but we've you know we've been honest with you about the the wins and the fails and and how God has been faithful in the midst of that. People need to see that you're real it, they need to see that you struggle at times how that you how like you said how do you learn to work through grief deep grief with a, the loss of your dad if you had no emotion with the loss of your dad people would think that you were like a robot mm -hmm. so the fact that we have do-overs means that we're not perfect and it's okay to let the world know that you are on a journey right to become more like christ it makes you more approachable you know, if you look like you have no issues, people don't think you're real and they're not going to trust you. And they sure, for sure, are not going to open up with their own business to you because they're going to look at you and think, well, you obviously don't know what I'm talking about. So yep. you're not yep. a safe place for me to share with. And so it's okay to be honest how God is working on the inside of you. I mean, I, I, you got to be discerning, you know, where you put everything. I don't encourage putting it all in your social media world. But <laughs> do you have a couple friends who could answer the question, what is something that Debbie is struggling with right now? Mm -hmm. What is a specific thing, an area of temptation or a distraction that mm -hmm. she is battling right now? What character quality of Christ is she saying that's an issue for me right now. Do you have somebody that knows that side of you? And, and as we're on this journey of this daily do-over, being sanctified one decision at a time, you know, letting the Holy Spirit do that work in us, it is okay to not have to hold that in and not be honest to a world that needs to see that Christians are not perfect, right? They are a constant work in progress. 
So I just had to smile, though, about the fact that this is the one podcast that we've done that we have no do-over. So, Laura, as you wrap up right now, no mess-ups because this, <laughs> this could be a record for us. I absolutely will not mess up uh, in the next couple of minutes, but I do have to, just one quick thing as we wrap up. Uh, I remember, Debbie, when the first time that the Lord led us to do a Zoom podcast for the Beyond Women's Conferences, right? How many hours it took us to do, and we were only 20 minutes at that time. 20 minutes would take us three hours to tape because we would keep doing it over and doing it over and doing it over. But I thank God for those three hours, right? Mm -hmm. I thank God for all of those do-overs because you and I have known each other for a very long time. But we laughed together in a new way about new experiences. And we had a new story together. So I think that one of the beautiful things that comes out of a do-over that we could be grateful for is whether we're walking it with somebody else, we have a new relationship with them like you and I experienced with this. But we also the joy that it brings the father to walk the do-over with us, right? Mm -hmm. To say, I want to see you more refined. I want to see you sharper. I want to see you more and more in the image of my son. So if it takes three hours, you know, and I'm doing air quotes here, to get that 20-minute piece that I'm looking for, then I'm walking the road with you. And there is a new relationship that's going to be formed there too. So do-overs are never wasted. So much good comes out of it. And I'm, I'm just grateful for this opportunity. Grateful for today with no do-overs, but I am grateful for all of the the mishaps in life or the mistakes or the places where we've fallen because it's brought us closer to the Lord. So as we as we close today, I just want to thank you for being a part. We are really excited. Uh, next week, we are going to have another uh, podcast, another episode about do-overs, and many of our listeners know Krista Demedio. She's a dear friend of Deb's and mine, and she has a story to tell that I know will encourage and speak to your heart in multiple ways, right? Where you need to hear from the word of the Lord, Krista is going to speak um, her story along with with Bible references and how God transformed her in a major do-over in her life. She is an amazing woman of God, and we are so excited to have this conversation with her. So please join us next week again uh, for our next uh, episode on do-overs. We want to thank you for being with us today. Uh, God bless you. We just pray for you, and we want to thank you for your support and being a part of what God's doing. So have a great week, and we look forward to being with you again. Thank you. Ah, God bless you guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.